Hello, I'm the Paisley Print Arthur, and this is the second time I'm recording this for reasons you will know if you'd watched, listened to the last one. So, I've been up to a lot recently, which is why I've not been doing the podcast. I've made myself a timetable. I've hired myself under Half Planet Press. The interview was quite difficult, confusing, because I had to sit in front of my future self and my past self and interview myself whilst myself was interviewing myself. Um, but I eventually got the job. To be honest, I think it was rigged in my favour. Uh, rigged for her pleasure. So yeah, I think, I think it all worked out. So this week is week one. On Saturday, which is yesterday, I designed Instagram posts and replied to emails and wrote a few poems. How interesting. But in previous weeks, I've done more stuff than that. I watched Vanilla by Meryl O'Rourke, which is really fucking good. Um, I don't really want to get into the exact plot of that stand-up set because I don't want to spoil it. Because if I try and describe the jokes, obviously they're not going to be as they're not going to be nearly as good as when she performs them. So just basically, if you can. If you're down south, or if you you have an internet connection, and she does online gigs again, watch Vanilla by Meryl O'Rourke. It's really funny, and also important as well. It's one of those comedy sets that you know you learn something from it, but not in a bash you round the head with the facts kind of way. Um, it just the truth sort of slips in every now and again between the jokes. It's it's really good, and she keeps evolving the work as well with um. You know, as as the culture progresses, so it sort of adapts. It's a little living, breathing comedy uh, set, which is really good. The day after that, which was the twenty fourth of September, I sorted out my Lego store. Saw a badger. Um, I knew it. I knew it. My last recording got interrupted by my mom beating a packet of crisps to death with a hammer, and now my cat. Is scratching my door. Um, but I'm going to let her continue do it. I'm going to let her enjoy herself whilst I'm recording this. She's she genuinely... I'll be back in a second. I, I, I can't... I can't leave her locked in. Hello. You, going, you need out. You need to go through a piss. Can't leave her locked in. That wouldn't be right. Uh, there was a slight delay. <laughs> slight delay. I usually respond straight away. So she started scratching the door. I thought, yeah, okay. I'm officially being told off. <laughs> so yeah, 23rd, Meryl's gig. Uh, on the 22nd, actually, the day before that, I went to a book launch. Uh, radioactive. And that's about women in radio. And that was at home, Manchester, and that was really fun. Met some very cool people there. Potentially got a job in the radio. Now I've said it on this podcast, I've cemented it into reality. So I met people. I think sort of offered one job and then one preliminary one. So I've offered a job that doesn't really exist yet. I count that as two. So then on the 24th, saw a badger before 
my cat travelled back in time and interrupted me telling you about the badger. Shipped two Who Little Humans paperbacks, sold one ebook on the 25th, which was a Saturday. I went to a rebrand launch for my brother's care home. I don't remember what the new word is that they're calling it. Something like opportunity, compassion, love, passion, friendliness, passion, compassion, caring, passion. Something along those lines. Uh, on the 26th, I went to the studios of All FM Manchester, and this is interesting because it's in Levenjum, and it turns out it's in the hollowed-out library that I went to when I was four years old. So I've gone full circle, and I found that very interesting, and Ruth found it interesting too. Obviously, she would because she's got magic powers. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, all, um, that's all a thing that happened. The radio interview was really good. I got told on my natural on the radio, which I hope you agree with. I hope I'm doing this podcast to a high enough quality. Uh, yeah, it was really well really well received. Got a few new book sales from it. Got a few new people on Instagram. Got a new website traffic, yada, yada, yada. And I thought, okay, I really need to fix my Patreon now because I've had a Patreon since 2017. It had a free tier all this time, but I wasn't uploading stuff regularly. I dropped off it 2018, 2019. I only had one friend who I told him, you know, told everybody, you might want to unfollow this because I want to keep it up, but I'm not going to be posting any more content. I've got some stuff to deal with. Um, and I had one, two friends and then one friend stay on board and continue supporting me through that. So I just want to say uh, thanks to Joseph and Kyle, if you're listening. Uh, that kept me motivated and you're the reason that I'm getting back into it now. All those years later. And then I read a bit of An Essay on Man by Ernst Cassirer. I dropped some bookmarks out of a book. I watched a lecture by John Cleese on creativity in management. I tried to write a book in a crystalline shape. Then on the 27th, I went on a walk with my mum. 28th, I purchased Publisher Rocket and set up new Amazon ads. 29th, Amazon's ads conveniently went down, so I have no idea how many books I've sold for the past week. I imagine it's 75,346.7. On the 29th, I did a live stream. I talked to an artist who follows me, who really likes my books. If you're listening, hi, Chloe. Thanks for the support. Um, really appreciate it. It's nice to have regulars on the live streams as well. So, Sean and Chloe. Thanks for the support, because it is really nice to have like a continuing conversation with people. Because um, a lot of a lot of author talk these days is, you must write to market, which means be a miserable, boring sod. So you must write whatever genre is the most popular, because it's popular, not because you enjoy writing. And for some reason, the readers who read this popular stuff don't notice that it's got no soul whatsoever. So I struggle to do that sociopathic thing. So when I'm doing live streams for my fans... I really like bumping into the same person every now and again because it's, you know, that, you know, they're genuinely interested. And it means that I must be saying something interesting enough to keep somebody interested. Um, and it's like, I got my first fan mail a few months ago. And I thought, right, I've made it. You know, I'm not selling a million copies a year, but who cares? I got a fan mail. Somebody out there cared enough about the book to say, hey, I've decided that I want to be a writer. I was always, you know, on the fence about it, but after reading your book and hearing your story, I've realised I could probably do it too. 
I love that because that means somebody's looked at me and gone, well, if that lunatic can do it, anyone can. And that's really great. That's it's one of those things where I don't want to get too emotional about it, but it's it genuinely did make me think all the way back to being 13, being like bullied in school for being weird. I'm thinking I'm going to continue being weird because that's, you know, being badgered by people in school and later on online, really, I thought that's a small price to pay for being able to go to bed every day, knowing that at least I am who I am. There's so many people crawling, slumbering around this world who have no idea who they are. And they get married and they have kids and those kids have no idea who their parents are. Um, and I find that distinctly depressing. So I want to be who I am. And some people think, sometimes I bump into, you know, people. There was somebody recently who like, does a poetry night and said, well, I don't really know who you are. I'm like, well, that's, why not? And he said, well, you don't tell me anything about your private life. Well, it's my private life. And a lot of people go, oh, well, I've just slept with this person. Please like and comment. And I just, I find that quite repugnant. Um, I just like firing poems at people. So, yeah, I'm weird. And I guess that means I might be slightly turning into a beacon of hope for other weird people. Hopefully the good kind of weird. Not the kind that, you know, has a favourite sock for... um personal reasons i have no i have no idea whether this podcast is what what the age group is for i know that 100 percent of my listeners last week were women between the ages of 25 and 45 so thank you for that um spotify i don't really know what to do with that information but it's really cool i sort of feel like you know we shouldn't be able to have that information it's not like i know who it is that's listening but i don't know i just think it's quite weird I guess it helps if you have some vague stereotypes about people that just so happen to sometimes occasionally be true. You could advertise stuff to people. What 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 kind of thing am I going to advertise to? So you could imagine it tells you their marital status as well. Your your podcast is being listened to by single women between the ages of twenty five and thirty five. You now, what am I going to sell them? No idea. Cat calendars. No, I couldn't do that, because one, that's a cruel stereotype, and two, I've already bought all of the cat calendars, thank you very much, and I want them all for myself. Um, I have no idea what I'm saying. I have literally no idea what this episode is about. I was just trying to tell you how my week's going, and now I'm talking about stereotypes in marketing. That's how marketing works, though. It's a weird thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna delete this one. <laughs> 